2: Let's go to the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We welcome in a very special guest. You know him, you love him, Mr. Cavalier. Austin Carr, he joins us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. AC, thanks for joining us this morning.
3: Good morning, guys. How you doing?
2: We're doing well. Austin, what has changed with this team over the last month where they have started dominating opponents throughout the the beginning of 2024 here?
3: Well, I would say that... Uh... Both ends of the floor had finally caught up to each other. What I mean by that is, we started out uh, with with the offensive end of the floor trying to get, well, actually, defensive end of the floor trying to get that going, and it took them a minute because they tweaked it a little bit as far as how they they, they covered certain things. So they had to, the the new people had to catch up, and the and the people that we already have had to adjust. So that took a minute. Then offensively, when the injuries came, that is really, to me, was the turnaround. Because if you, if you know, uh, if you remember, uh, Donovan, I mean, uh, uh, Darius and Mobley went out, but Donovan got sick right around that time too. So he went, went down for two or three games and he was out. And, uh, and it forced uh, Coach Biggerstaff to have to look at it a different way. And he had to use more people. And all of a sudden, we found out what we had on the bench. And and so it, 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 when you start having success like we were having, there's no way you can revert back to the old way. So, and and the best thing that happened too was the fact that the guys had a chance to watch the injured guys to watch and see what was going on, to see how they fit in. Now, Mobley fit in immediately because that's his style of game. And Darius had to sit back and had to see how he fit in. And now he's starting to see how he fits in with this new style. And and that's kind of how it all morphed into what it is now. I mean, everybody's kind of like on the same page. They're having success doing it. The, the one thing that we have to be careful with, though, is not getting bogged down like in, in a situation like we were in last night. We kind of stopped moving the ball a little bit and, and kind of depending on Donovan to save us. And we have to realize – you got to believe in who you are in tough situations, and they have to. We got to get more into moving the ball and let and and, and trust the fact that we're going to get good shots and let the people take them. I mean, we can't be uh, getting one-dimensional and just have Donovan just dominate the show, even though we know he can do it. But if you have the option of getting other guys involved and Donovan, now you become a team that's hard to beat at the end. Yeah, Austin, do you feel like the Cavs maybe rely on Donovan too much to kind of put on the
4: cape and save him?
3: You know, I, I think we kind of get caught up like that. I mean, we kind of give it to him and sit back. And uh, the one good thing about that, though, is the fact that he, he will get the ball up. So, I mean, he, 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 he's, he's – assist-wise, he is way, way uh, better than I thought he was. I never realized he passed the ball like that. But he he can – he has good good timing. He has good understanding of the passing game, and so really, it, that's a benefit. I mean, I, I'm I'm happy that he's on our team. Austin Carr
2: joining us here on the show. Uh, Austin, I, I made this point right before you joined us, and, and Jonathan, rightfully so, questioned for the future because I said, boy, I think the, I think Cavs fans really trust the team right now, and that's why there wasn't any freak out like we've seen in the past if they lost one game. A lot of people are trusting him, but the question about the playoffs still continues about what type of team this will be in the playoffs. What tells me now? What tells you now about this team that is different, that is going to be different in the playoffs? What can you take from this run in the regular season that says you can feel this way about the postseason?
3: They, they have mentally they're, they're they're much different. They're different because. The one thing I've noticed about these guys, and, and it happened to us a little bit too, uh, the year before the miracle year, you those what happened to them last year is in the back of their mind. That 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 never leaves you as an athlete. You never leave. You never you get that. So the only the the, the the tough part about it is you have to wait so long before you get a chance to rectify the situation or go after the situation that you kind of. You just park it in the back of your mind, and and you can see <laughs> that they are determined to to overcome that hurdle. And and I kind of like the fact that everybody's. Uh, I mean, Moby came back. When he came back, I I've never seen him that physical. I mean, he delivers the blow now when he goes to the basket, as opposed to accepting the blow like he used to do. And uh, it's just stuff like that is just it's changing. I mean, and and you can just see their mental. Whenever something happens out there physical, you can see they all are being involved now, not just two guys over here and everybody back there. Everybody's getting involved now because they know they know what's going to happen and what has to happen in the playoffs. So they're trying to get mentally ready for it. And I'm starting to see some mental toughness that, um, that I don't think they had last season. J.B.
4: Bickerstaff last night, he made a push for Donovan to be league MVP. Darius, after the game, said he doesn't get enough recognition because he plays in Cleveland, essentially is what he said. Do you you buy into that?
3: Yeah, well, I put it this way. I would like to stay under the radar until it's time to to, to blossom. I mean, I personally, believe me, the coaches know what he's doing. I mean, maybe whoever else is making the – the, the decisions or whatever, maybe they're not paying attention because they're stuck in 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 uh, the big market uh, uh, syndromes. But, um, I mean, the rest of the league, they know, the players know, they all know what he's doing. I mean, so sooner or later, it's got to come out. If the Cavs keep uh, producing like they're producing now, it, 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 it's, it's got to. I mean, there's no way it can't because – Sooner or later, they have to acknowledge a team that has gone from seventh place to in second place now in, in about a two-month, two-and-a-month-and-a-half period. They have to acknowledge that if somebody's doing it, I mean, put it this way, we're not winning the kind of games we are by just walking out there and just letting it happen. I mean, so something's got to be happening on the positive side, and somebody has to be recognizing it.
2: We're three years in, almost three years in with Evan Mobley right now, Austin. What's the right way to keep bringing him along? Because he's still a very young player, and now with the the knee injury in the middle of this season, it seems to have set him back a, a little bit.
3: Well, I, I personally don't see the setback because you know he uh, is the setback is the fact that he just missed time. But I mean, when you see how he's playing now, I mean he he, he came right back in. He only missed a double double about one rebound and played limited time when he first came back. And from and from this point on, he's been – from that point on, he's been solid. I mean, he made some play, defensive plays last night that were just off the chart. I mean, recovering from, you know, defending on one side, all of a sudden turning – defending on the other side, across the lane. I mean, and offensively, he's starting to get comfortable with – because teams have a tendency to drop off of him. <laughs> and then at least that's what the, the, the scouting report is. And he's starting to hit that shot now. So, but there's a lot of stuff to me that I don't I don't see him um, going backwards. All I see is forward. Because believe me, he's not the kind of guy that's going to give you 30 points tonight. Forget about that. That's not his game. When he's 15, 12, five, five, and, and, and a couple blocks, that's when you you can't. It's going to be tough to beat us because. His game is a complimentary game. It's the type of game that, that, that they just he's, – he's a winner, all right? Those are winning stats. And so that's how I look at him now. And, and I think he's he's off and running now. I mean, he he's comfortable now. You can see his weight training is coming out now because he attacks you with the ball now. He doesn't wait for you. He doesn't wait for you to hit him. He hits you. And, and he just goes up strong now. He's, he's, his mindset is a lot different than it was uh, last season. What has clicked with Jared Allen? What about Jared Allen? What has clicked Jared with Allen's him? Been yeah. playing, he's been the best to me. I mean, until Embiid and Jokic, after Embiid and Jokic, he's got to be one of the best centers in the league. I mean, he's he's been unbelievable since uh, uh, the injuries. I mean, to me, I thought he made a great run at being an all-star, you know, but, but unfortunately he couldn't make it, but – uh you know, I, I see him as being uh, one of the top centers in the league. He's he's a shot blocker, and uh, he he, he closes that lane up. I mean, he makes up for a lot of mistakes that that the 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 the, the novice does not see out there. Um, but he makes up for a lot of mistakes uh, that that happen out there defensively, and he makes everything look peachy. But I mean, that it, 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 uh, he he he's he's solid, man. And our two big men they play off of each other so well. I mean, very seldom do you see one make the defensive play away from the basket and the other one not fall in behind him to protect the basket. They do that so well that, you know, some teams just don't know what to do with it because, you know, they'll beat Jared and then there's Mobley. Or they'll beat Mobley and there's Jared. I mean, they do a great job of covering for each other, and and that really helps our defense. That's made our defense pretty much, uh, um, um, unstoppable um, when we get going. And now everybody loves the defense now. The, the team is starting to get to the point where they like defense just as much as offense, and, and that's utopia for a team.
2: Other than Boston now, and Milwaukee, what is maybe the the tougher teams that we should be paying attention to in the Eastern Conference as we get ready for the playoffs in a couple of months?
3: Well, Boston definitely. Because Boston creates a mismatch because of the two six seven wingmen they have. And, and, and that's a, a situation that's uh, going to have to be dealt with. <clears throat> and 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 they, you can't underestimate um, um, White, the, the the guard they have. I mean, that young man is a very efficient and very good shooter, and he's a good defender. And uh, it, people don't talk about him, but that young man can play the game. And but to me, it, it's Holiday, just like and the Bucks miss Holiday. I mean, to me, Holiday is is, is a glue guy. I mean, he does all the... That's one thing about their perimeter. You don't have to worry about their perimeter being beat beat up and puts a lot of pressure on because that's where they have their problem is if you, (coughs) excuse me, if you...
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.
3: perimeter guys that have to defend if you keep them occupied keep them going but trying to keep you from penetrating they don't really have i mean even though porzingis is seven four seven he's not really a shot block unless you take it straight at him and then the way he can see you but if you're coming from side to side penetrating he, you'll get opportunities against him so it's going to be uh uh boston to me is probably the team to beat right now milwaukee because of Giannis, is always going to be something that you have to deal with because that young man is a phenomenal player. And if, if you let him go, he can, he can wreck the whole game himself by himself. But they have issues they got to deal with on the defensive end of the floor. And, and, and that's what's going to, I think, be their downfall when it's all said and done.
2: Austin Carr joining us here on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. This is the I want to say fourth full season with J.B. Bickerstaff. How difficult is it to keep the and it's worked? How difficult is it for him to keep the message fresh four years in with one team in the NBA now?
3: It's not it's not easy, but at the same time, our personality of guys we have. I mean, think about it though. See, it's, it's success is where you. Uh, generate all the energy, and, and and all of a sudden we went from a struggling situation to a situation where guys are having fun again. And we- <clears throat> excuse me. And when that happens, that that galvanizes everything. So I don't see him, you know. <clears throat> and again, he had to make a 360 turn when the injuries came, and and all the people in the locker room they understand what is what had to happen and how he turned it around. So I, I don't see, you know, I, you know, I, I see the team uh, really having more fun now and, and and understanding, you know, what he had to go through.
2: AC, thank you very much for the time. You're wonderful, a gem, as always. Hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks,
3: Austin. All right, guys, have a good day.
2: You too. Austin Carr joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Outstanding stuff from him. I had to change it real quick. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You're very good at we that. You don't want to either. bring that one on you very no, no, that's okay. You're very good at that. They're very nice people. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. Got nothing bad to say about those fine folks. I sent you the picture of Stefano. Oh, shoot. I didn't check my Stefano. phone. Stefano. Well, however you wanted to say I it. I think
4: it's Stefano.
2: Where I do Andy yelled that? at me down the hallway about what? Hey, where'd you send it? I sent it to your Twitter. I tweeted at you. You probably have me muted. Oh, no, I definitely don't have you muted. Sure. No, I
4: just it on I'm just i I'm not page. checking.
2: I I thought you meant your actual message. No, I, t- I texted my dad. I go, what was the name of the place I called the cow? And I'm thinking oh, it might have been go. like a Western Sizzlin or something like that because they had a big uh, cow out front. Was it a, not you a could, Bonanza? It, no. Ponderosa. Was no, it a Ponderosa? I, I would not remember the Ponderosa it was different. <laughs> Western sizzling. I do think they had a cow. Out, uh, the ones that I grew up around. I yeah. wanna, We had a place, you a chain blow, place, that had a cow on the side. Could you sign. blow air? You could blow balloons? Man. Because it had so a balloon. Things. There used to be an ice
4: cream place that was like the
2: purple cow. Now, I've, I've no, the ca- heard of The name cow too. wasn't in the name. I just okay. called it the you cow. You just called it the cow. Yeah. And Grandma, I I told I told Peterlin before, Grandma would smoke her smokes and drink her drinks. And she'd watch... Days of our lives. And yeah, it was Jack Daniels and Diet Coke. Guys, it was a different time. I didn't care. I didn't go, Grandma, are you sure? <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. <laughs> it was a different time, everybody. So, Grandma would smoke her smokes and drink her drinks. Yeah. And then, if I was a good boy and quiet during Days of Our Lives, then she'd take me uh, over to the cow and I'd get a hamburger and french fries. And uh, well, she was so wonderful. I miss Grandma. And then she would take me to Rice's pharmacy and I'd get a toy. How many, th- what's a toy section at a pharmacy look like? Oh, I mean, back in the day, pharmacies, it wasn't like... Like, now you go to a CVS and it's a big thing. I mean, pharmacies were pharmacies. they, they, they still, CVS is... You, you, like, uh, you can th- still get, like, Fountain Pop there at that one or something like that. I remember it was Rice Pharmacy. Western Sizzlin, is that And it? there's a cow on the sign that there. Must, that has to be it. Yeah. I looked up Western Sizzlin, Jackson Township. Then if it was it's in there, it. was it there? Because there's that all that has oh, to be has to be that has to be it okay western has sizzling to be it. they've so got a cow mascot out it. there yeah, yeah. Gra- okay grandma grandma would take me to western sizzling oh gam, gam yeah and then she died when i was seven and i was devastated man at least we had good times until ran, then
4: not wait did you say seven is that what you said yeah, i was I'm thinking seven. about his gam gam i still reference. i
2: still remember what my mom told me it was terrible it was terrible i'll, I'll tear up now because now my mom's now i need to know so what now happened there's a lot she just came i can't i'm not telling the story on the air I'll, I'll get if emotional. you cry, I'll is talk. this the don't one worry. with the song that I'll, was
4: playing? I'll, I'll make sure that you don't. Uh, no,
2: the one about the song that was playing was the best thing. Song that was playing. So, my anybody who listens to the night show knows the story. My my family and I, well, I'm part of the family. We have a very weird they relationship with death, whereas we're very uh, practical about it. Like it happens. You, know? yeah. you recognize that it happens, and so, okay, because some people won't do that. And we also deal with things with with comedy. And it's inappropriate to a lot of people out there, but it's the truth. And my dad got along with my grandma, his mother-in-law. They they they, they got along very well. Can't say it about the husband, but certainly got along with, uh, with dad. And my mom, I remember my mom came home the one time and she had said, she was really upset, it was right after we buried grandma. So it was like February, it had to be 94. And uh, she came home, we're getting ready to move, and my dad was sitting there and, it, and my mom was all in hysterics because... They were playing this song. It was called Release Me. And mom, this was at the hospital, and she said it was going over the thing. So they're working on my grandma trying to save her or whatever. And the song lyrics, according to my mother, was like, your lips are cold. You're about to die so, release me. Oh, my really dad. Gotta,
4: they really got to screen that playlist
2: over there, don't my they? My dad, without skipping a beat, goes, Well, Lisa, we're playing Highway to Hell. <laughs> that's a good one. got up seven that's like, years that's old. A good I'm seven years old in the living room and I'm roaring. I am roaring in the living room. <laughs> that's a good one. Even my mom was laughing. Was like, What a lie. What a lie. But yeah, that's, we are, were, I like
4: that relationship with death, by the way, Under, understanding that it, no, understanding that it's a part of, it is a part of life. It's a sad
2: part of life, but it's a part of yeah, life. Yeah, it's just, we don't, it, it's obviously it's serious. It's the most serious thing, but we don't take it too terribly seriously, but either way. Yeah. So grandma would cuss out Stefano and then, uh, as long as I was a good boy and 98% of the time I was a good boy. Then I mean, this, this ring on Stefano was a something. Oh man, he was a, he was a scoundrel. An absolute scoundrel. More calves coming up in a moment. I think I found the person who is the manifestation of the difference between sports media and regular fans. Okay. Sunday night Super Bowl game-winning call. Jim Nance, Tony Romo, hit it. First and goal. (laughs) Mahomes flings it. It's there. Hartman, jackpot, Kansas
0: City. And this was the Andy Reid special.
2: This was the Andy Reid special we talked about. He was saving all day. He's going to fake a motion to go across. And at that moment, he turns and goes back Hartman, who they didn't have, right? And they go get Hartman and bring him back. And the game-winning drive of Mahomes' career he's been waiting for. He's won Super Bowls, but he's never had it in an overtime. He is the best. He is the standard. Your Michael Jordan wins it again. Audio courtesy of CBS. As a broadcaster, I can't tell you the amount of things that is wrong with that entire sequence. Okay,
4: are you going to pick up on what I saw a lot of people picking up on yesterday? Is that he should have just let the moment breathe? Yes!
2: Not say anything at
4: all. Who are you doing the game with?
2: It's not Kevin Harlan. He, he, he stepped you're on not Jim Nance. not Kevin Burkhardt. You're, you're not doing it with Kevin Harlan. You're not doing it with Kevin Burkhardt. You're not doing it with Gus Johnson. This is Jim Nance. This is the king, the master of understanding. He was
4: waiting to say jackpot the entire time. The man yes. scripts
2: out his master's call at and the end. You knew he had that one scripted as well. You can tell as he's talking, he doesn't know when to finish it up, so he keeps going and going and going because yeah. he knows he's overstepped his yeah, body. He went around and around there, didn't I he? Wanted, I want to know what Jim Nance was looking at him with. I don't know what Jim Nantz was thinking. You think he's
4: like, bring back Phil Simms? I, I, mean, I don't
2: know. what to do now. Because at least Phil Simms, people would say he was boring, but he knew when he'd jump in and jump out. I do think Tony Romo's kind of in his own head. Ten years, I, $180 million. Yeah, but I, I can't find. But that made him. I find a lot of radio and TV and, and a lot of people in media who have all these bad things to say about the job Tony Romo's doing. There's a lot of fans who just like him. They just like Tony Romo, like I, and, and I'm trying because well, a fan can. Sorry to
4: cut you off here, but a fan, ahead. a fan doesn't recognize that he needs to let that moment breathe. A fan a fan will see that, I, and they will not, they will not think anything of that. And that's okay. Aren't a lot of fans care? They don't care. That's the point. They don't care. But isn't a it lot of to a, be a lot of media members are getting themselves all all riled up over this, and they, there's no need to. So you see what I'm saying here.
2: I mean, we're all concerned about the art of the broadcast and all that stuff, and Jim Nance is a well, legend, and so you kind of let Nance. To paint his picture the way he does and the sound of it is part of the picture I, that's painted let me ask you a question what fan base should be upset but for from him stepping on the moment i don't know is kansas if, city mad well that's where i was going with it, it i think they any. would be the one i'm a kansas city fan you know how many times i've heard that call just now that's the first time because when it happened i was too busy being elated me and the boys were jumping around so let's had let, no clue bring yeah. it into reality isn't it supposed to be about the fans like I can be, I can be as dismissive and critical as I want, and I can be an sob right. about it if I really want to. And, but yeah. I'm not, because it's supposed to be about the fans, and I can't find a lot of fans. I'm sure there's some fans who just hate Tony Romo, but I can't find a lot of general fans who are sitting there on a Sunday afternoon at 4:25 going, oh, "I hate." Unless it's your team, and we every all, everybody thinks the analyst is against their team. But if you're just watching Chiefs Patriots at 4:25 on a Sunday. I don't think a lot of fans have a problem with Tony Romo. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not picking that up.
4: I agree with you. you
2: know, I'm if, surprised you do.
4: No, I 100% do. I because I, I really do feel like media people sometimes they get way into the idea that it's said that, that uh, the general fan cares about this stuff. They don't care about this stuff. They don't. They don't care about Jim Nance's call at the end. So if Jim Nance's call gets ruined, well, what does Joe Sports fan care
2: in Oklahoma? He doesn't care. Like I, I think a lot of times we do forget. Like I don't think fans care about. 90 almost 90 percent of the stuff that we get what's what's the
4: joe joe buck always said he's like you ever notice the the differences in in a broadcast when i'm broadcasting it or somebody else as far as the ratings is concerned like Mm. nobody does because it doesn't Mm. exist because you don't
2: tune into the you
4: don't tune into the masters to listen to joe buck
2: espn might disagree with what's happened with monday night football
4: joe buck's the one that said it though like I, that's that's him. I, I do I see I what know you're he saying. Said it,
2: but I think the I think the bosses at at ESPN with what the ratings used to be and what the ratings are now. better may I think his main point games, though is but, that
4: for, you don't tune in or out of a great event based off the broadcast.
2: True. That is true. That actually maybe is maybe I had true. a wrong
4: way of getting there to the point, but no, that, that was the point.
2: That is a that is a fair very fair statement by both of you. 2-1-6-4-7-4-0-92. We have Mitch please coming up. And one thing I noticed last night. That should make you feel very good about the future. Ken Carmen, Jonathan Peel, and in for tone on the fan.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.